0: N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash W-T-F All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? What is happening? I'm getting old. We're all getting old. Every day goes by. We're a little older. Not bad. It's not bad. But, you know, Closer to the end. How are you? (laughs) I'm sorry, man. It's just, it seems like there's been a lot of past guests passing away lately. It's bound to happen. I mean, you know, people get older and we've been doing this a while. I mean, we've been doing this over a decade. Some of the people we talked to were old when we talk to them, but some of the people who are passing away now are not that old and it's scary and it's sad and it's the way life is sometimes depending on how hard you live or the choices you make or just genetics. Sometimes it's uh, shorter than you want. Other times it seems to go on too long, but that's an outsider's point of view. Today on the show, listen up, it's W. Kamal Bell. He's been here five times. I think he's got the record because we don't do repeats that often. This is the fifth time he's been on the show. It's actually for good reason, people. He directed the new documentary miniseries, We Need to Talk About Cosby which uh, I watched and I thought it was great. And I wanted to talk to him about the sort of process of, of his thinking around it, Uh, because he's pretty well inserted in the thing. He's part of it. It's, it's his own questioning in a lot of ways that drives it. And there's some people that have been on the show uh, in the documentary talking about Cosby historian, Cliff Nesteroff, Chris Spencer, Godfrey, but it's just a it's a provocative and it's a very thorough in a certain way, thorough in the way of the history of Cosby, but also thorough in its enabling the survivors to tell their stories and for you to hear them in in a way where they're relatively comfortable and and not like on a on a witness stand or or in, in a uncomfortable situation. And it, and it speaks a lot to give uh, the survivors that much of, uh, of, of a, an outlet to really relax into the trauma and the story. But all in all, it's very provocative and, and it really is uh, challenging to people that loved Cosby, which is a lot of people. And it really is about trying to figure out what you do with the monster up against the guy you loved when you were younger or grew to to look up to it's it's a very it's a very uh good documentary and we talked to um we i talked to kamau about it we're up in a hotel room in san francisco he lives in the bay area it it was one of those situations where you know i don't do a lot of those kind of interviews you know on the road i've done a couple lately you know i did roy wood jr and now i did uh kamau and brendan was with me with roy wood but it was of these things where you know we got to talking and i realized about five six minutes in that we weren't recording it and it's one it was one of those moments where i'm like god damn it i'm like okay okay he's like i get it you know we've all done this before yes we have let's start again the frustrations of being out in the field doing the interviews but uh we got it and we had a great talk it was it was i didn't know how long it would go on for but it was good it was good to uh, touch base with uh, an old friend and good to hear about this work. I mean, the process of making a, a, a Bill Cosby documentary, the the people that wouldn't talk to him, how many people he had planned to talk to. Also, you know, surprisingly, Bill Cosby gets released from prison before they finish recording uh, challenges. But it's all in there. And uh, we kind of give the background uh, in this conversation so i was talking about (laughs) death and dying and aging whoo yeah yes yes my dad is uh i'm gonna go see my dad this weekend out in new mexico uh check in with him while he still is uh uh, aware of who i am but i got a lot of friends who have aging parents i guess i'm fortunate i guess listen to me what what an asshole I'm fortunate that my folks are still alive. I can still talk to them. But you see it coming, man. You see it coming. I guess we all, we all know it's coming. But when you see it coming. And people are passing away here and there. And I, I find it's kind of tweaking my brain in the way where I'm like, I got I to gotta make sure I'm doing everything I want to do that I can do right now. All I know is I'm exercising too much, and now I've gone on a bender of Girl Scout cookies that I didn't even ask for. They were sent by a uh, kid's sister. I'm not complaining, but I am kinda because you know I'm gonna have to throw them out. I have nothing against the Girl Scouts. It seems to be a, a, a you know a tradition, a noble undertaking. But you know, fuck their cookies. Am I right? I mean, because you know you're gonna get a few boxes if you buy them. Because you know it's really more about helping the Girl Scouts out. Give me a crate. You know, I'm just trying to help you guys out. But secretly, you're just feeding the monster. I got all the kinds. I got all the kinds. All right, so look, um, Kamal Bell is the host of the United Shades of America on CNN. The documentary series We Need to Talk About Cosby is now available on Showtime. He directed that. And I thought it was uh, necessary to talk to him about it. I talked to uh, Chris Spencer a bit about it. And then Kamal, you know, thanks me for talking to Chris Benson. And I'm like, "Why don't I talk to you, man? So this is me talking to Kamau about his documentary. you get your podcasts all right so i watched a documentary and i realized that on some point at some level this this was a personal reckoning. so like what yeah. you know what drove you to do it like were you sitting around for like two years you know, thinking like, you know, someone's got to deal with this. I'm not sure that the comedic community, the black community, the community at large is really processed properly. The, the conundrum of, of, of how we feel about Cosby. Is there a way to still like the specials is there a way (laughs) to still like the the records i mean was that the was that what it was were you festering alone for a year and a half two years i mean i've been i think
1: i've been festering since i first started quote-unquote making it in show business and every reporter would be like you know so who are the comedians you liked growing up and we're talking about when i sort of broke through it was like 2012 2013 right at a time where it was like you couldn't just say bill cosby and keep it moving right and so for me it was like as a kid who grew up in Bill Cosby's America yeah. and was the perfect age for the Cosby show and Bill Cosby himself is the greatest stand-up special f- for me per- I never was a prior guy I was always like no that's the w- that feels closer to me
0: Yeah that's I guess that makes you like Cosby kind of
1: <laughs> That's the only way I will take that Uh yeah uh but uh that's but yeah so it was definitely a thing where I I was wrestling with it because I'd have to do these interviews with people. And they'd be like, and you'd have to go, how do I say Bill Cosby without sounding like I'm like denying all these accusations?
0: Right. So, okay. Right. Okay. So then you, you, you decide that you're going to do it and you pitch it? I mean, it just, like I said, it's so, it's not like a thing
1: that I was like, I went to pitch 9,000 people. It right. just happened to be the weird thing about if you're in this business long enough, you right. know, sometimes you end up in the right room at the right time. Okay. And so I was talking to the producers from Boardwalk. Right. We were having a wide open conversation about comedy docs. Right, and, right, right. And the idea came up well, how would you do a comedy doc about a comedian who fell? Cosby's what the top of that list? And I had always thought. In my own, when I saw Ezra Sh- made in America, OJ Simpson, that's how you'd have to do Cosby,
0: right? And You're I talked to that guy, yeah. And I, and I think that the, you know that that thing was was something,
1: yeah. And and like, I mean, I think personally, it's like it's one of my. I've rewatched it several times. What was it's it one four of my parts, right? Four, uh, five parts, five seven parts. and a half hours. Yeah. And what was it about that thing that, that you thought was so amazing? Because you, first of all, because, it, you, because every all of us went in going, why would I want to waste see a seven and a half hour OJ doc? Like right. there was, he was not compelling enough as an individual. Right. But when you look out at America and go, here's what America was doing at the time, I'm always interested in that. Like yeah. I'm always interested in like, h- how, did America, how did America sort of create this circumstance, accelerate this circumstance? And then it also had like a lot of deep dive stuff about LA that I had no knowledge about. Like Johnny Cochran's young career, right. Watts, like stuff that, that you'd be like, why is he telling me about Watts? OJ's yeah. not from Watts, and right. then you would go, Oh, but this is interesting.
0: Well, but but how much of it was about this idea that you know, he is presented and what because it seems to me that with OJ, that the, the difference between the, the 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 black and white reaction mm-hmm. to the verdict what was different. And there was there was a certain amount of like, you know, who cares what the truth is? Yes. He's ours and you can all fuck off. Or not even he's ours, who cares what the truth is? He, he's black. You can all fuck off. Okay, well, like, that's, I think, that's I think I mean. some of it was yeah, ours,
1: yeah. but some of it was like just black period. Just the fact that he's a, that this is, you couldn't get this black guy. Right. You yeah, got a not, lot of, you gotten yeah. a lot of us. You can't get <laughs> <Yeah>. this.
0: <one>. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that, you know, and, in, and, in, and, in, and I think in that sense, when you're dealing with Cosby and I think it was very, you know, careful and, and not careful, but, but correct of you to say like, he wasn't just a, a black guy. Mm hmm. Cosby was everybody's yeah, guy, and yeah. and that was part of the, the 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 strange thing about his personality and how he designed it, mm-hmm. and yeah. and and right, and yeah. and also like there there comes to a point where it's like does he even want to be. A black guy?
1: Does he want to be every black guy's black right. guy? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But but so how how was what was the original concept for structure? I mean, I didn't think I would be narrating
1: it. I didn't think it would be. I didn't think it would start on "Hi, my name is." The right. way it starts on interesting. Uh, I so, thought it would be sort of like OJ Simpson. I was really like looking forward to the opportunity to step behind and not be in something. And so it was really like oh I'll get to actually just be be a
0: director cuz that's okay, what I want to so do. Okay, so you were going to just line up a bunch of guests. Hey, which is what yeah, like go get the
1: get all the people who would do it who were could, and also let's remember Cosby was in prison when I started this. So it was like yeah. I thought oh we can have the discussion now cuz he's going to either spend the rest of his life in prison or he's going to get out as a very old man. And so I felt like maybe the time is right for the discussion. Yeah, wait,
0: we can get away with it.
1: Behind his back. <laughs> behind his back. <laughs> I thought he would knew about it, but I didn't think. Well, let me be clear about this, because some people have asked about yeah. this. It's not a conversation with Bill Cosby. It's a conversation about Bill Cosby.
0: No, I get it. And, yeah. and it you know, because, uh, but you thought, so how did the booking go, the guest booking? <laughs> well, I mean... I know yeah. you got a lot of Godfrey. I was yeah. like there's Godfrey. He's the best thing that's ever Thank happened to Godfrey. God for Godfrey. Thank God for Chris Spencer. But I, I didn't know Godfrey that. had, uh, he, had worked a, for him. he
1: he was part of the, his, the the CBS Cosby show that was after the. He was the Cosby warm-up. Show. He was the warm-up guy. So yeah. So when I found that out I was like, "Oh, he's connected. Also, Godfrey is an outspoken comedian, so I know he'll have stuff to say." Uh-huh. Yeah, he's not afraid of And he can of, do impressions. And he can do and he can do a good Cosby <laughs> impression, which we didn't know we would be so excited to have, but then I was like, "Let's sprinkle that throughout." It's great here
0: here's my problem knowing you know because i'm a comic yeah. you're a comic and i'm watching this there were moments where i'm like good for godfrey
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i was <laughs> like i hope good for godfrey because he's got it he's also experiencing the uh back the backlash or blacklash so is there like, yeah man There really there are a percentage of black people Percentage of people, first of all, but certainly percentage of black people who either they don't believe the survivors, which is its own problem in my mind, or they believe them, but they sort of do this math of like, it is better to have the good that he did than the bad that he did.
0: So I got to ride with it. Well, I think that was a driving force, it seems from watching it was that, you know, to give the survivors real time mm-hmm. and also for for them to have the opportunity to talk about the, the one thing they all talked about was like when I heard her I was like oh it wasn't just me when I heard her because that's pretty damning mm-hmm. when you got five or six of those yeah. yeah yeah and 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 I don't think that anybody in in, in one sort of lump or one sort of context, Has heard any of those survivors go at length unless you were in the courtroom or wherever those things were or or you were their lawyer yeah a a deposition of some kind yeah so and i thought too that the the natural thing the the natural humanization that happens Mm -hmm. when you know you can sit there and watch somebody talk or tell a story and the nuances of those things yeah i found that to be i don't even want to use the word damning but but because this isn't a trial but it was sort of like there's no reason mm-hmm. any of these women mm-hmm. would make any of this
1: shit up. And and especially, they're all, a lot of this happened to them 30, 40 years ago. Like, why would you still be riding on a lie like this? Well,
0: yeah, and a lot of them didn't even want to talk about it. Didn't want to talk.
1: And, and to be fair, like, a lot of them were like, the only reason they thought they would talk about it now is because they were like, they they believed in, they'd seen my work before, and they're like, well, if anybody can pull this thing off, it's you is what I was being. Like, so, like, they were like, I'm going to trust you, which is why... Even though I often wanted to quit, I was like, I can't do it because these women are, have have trusted me.
0: But what were they trusting you with? What did they? What needed to happen that wasn't happening? I know well, you're saying there's backlash, and there's. Yeah, I, I think that the worst thing that happened was, you know, once he got put in jail, uh, you know, there was like, okay, that's done with, and then, and also there was an apathy in general after a certain point. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that they that we were trying
1: to pull off. Was, and that they had to agree to because they had to understand is like we're not just going to talk about the assaults and the rapes. Yeah. We're going to talk you're going to be in a thing that also talks about the good he did.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Which, which is a very so different to, thing. This you had is, to present that to them. This is
1: not surviving R. Kelly, which is a doc that I was also inspired by for this. It had to be like, look, you have to understand that there are gonna be portions of this that are about the good he did or his career in a pot that will be come off in a positive way. Yeah. But also if you want to, you can weigh in on that stuff, which some of them did. So like I was pretty blown away that like we have like like Lisa Lot Lublin or uh Lily Bernard, who are both black women, and even an Eden Turrell all black women who are all able to talk about like the good stuff. And so the first time you see them on screen, they're just sort of like, yeah, the Cosby show was great or whatever. And you don't know that they're also survivors because we don't ID them as survivors at that point. So it was like, you have to, and some of them were like, I'll be in this, but I don't want to talk about any of the good stuff. Fine, fair. But with many of them, we were able to like, so the audience doesn't even know who who they're hearing
0: from until the stories happen. Now who were the people So how many people Do you you reach out to That were like No like you, I mean We talked before A little bit yeah. uh, Before I, I realized I wasn't recording Sure That uh, There were a lot of comedians Like the idea was like You know I can I can cover His His influence on comics By talking to comics
1: Yeah like I had this idea That like because really, like, I really a big part of this, this for me was to really talk about Bill Cosby himself as an important comedy statement. That was for me, which is why I had a hard time throwing it all away. Because like, I'm still inspired by that. Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't come
0: to that till later in
1: life. I remember that. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. we talk about that. Yeah, no, I mean, I've like,
1: heard you. I've heard you talk about it. Yeah,
0: like uh, you know, I just I never really dealt with Cosby that much. Mm-hmm and you know i had the records and stuff but it, it wasn't and i never watched the cosby show much i did yeah. I knew him and i you were like,
1: you were a little bit outside of that t- for a couple reasons yeah
0: well, yeah i just i don't yeah. remember watching much tv maybe yeah. it was not my age group like yeah. I'm, I'm still i've seen maybe four episodes of seinfeld and i'm not being you know like a, no you asshole. were you were
1: out in the clubs at something. that point yeah, you weren't just, you weren't
0: trying to yeah, you weren't home
1: on third you were thursday nights featuring and headlining you weren't yeah, doing yeah, something yeah
0: i just didn't watch your know, regular television you know since yeah. i was a little kid but but when I finally sat down and watched Bill Cosby himself, I was like, they, what I got out of it was, you know, oh, you decide. Yes <laughs> It's like mm-hmm. There's no you, you, There's no rules to funny It's like You want to sit down And tell your story You yeah. decide what's funny And mm-hmm. make it funny You want to take your time Yeah, yeah. Exactly
1: Yeah You want to You want to just sort of You just want to like Get there when you get there and, not, and think about the audience Secondarily to the thing Yeah Yeah
0: but you yeah. know It takes a lot of uh, confidence and, and sort of focus To do that And yeah. deliberate but, but I get that Okay So so I thought I
1: would have A bunch of different comedians And there's been articles Written by of comedians Talking about how great it is So I thought Oh yeah. We'll Get the comedians from yeah. that article to talk about yeah. it, and it was just those that didn't know. Hmm. No, and no, but these are people you know relatively well. Some of them, I mean, some of them either I know them relatively well, or I know they know who I am because we've interacted on occasions, or people who I've reached out to you know, some people you're just cold calling reaching out to, but yeah, it was. And then people who all levels, like I just want to be clear, like it's not just it yeah. was like, yeah, but it was just people that thought, oh, they'll do it. What oh, was the
0: no. wait? So, what did they say? I mean, I think
1: there's a a a variety of reasons to get here, but it basically, what it boiled down to is like, this is too thorny. This is too, there's not like, I don't know how to get in here and get out safely.
0: Was that surprising to you that it was thorny?
1: It was surprising to me at first. And then after more people said it, then I was like, oh, I'm the one who didn't get it. Huh? What do you mean? Like, I was naive. Huh? Like I came to this too naive to go, Oh, now the Cosby's in prison, we can talk about this and then I realized, Oh, I'm the I'm one of the select few people who thinks this way.
0: That that so there's still like and, and I, I guess I'm gonna keep hammering this, but Yeah, please do. But there's still part of primarily the black community that's protective of his legacy. I would say the com- comedian community,
1: like the black community specifically. But I'm talking about comedians of all like of lots of different racial groups.
0: OK, but fine. But I, I don't quite understand what they think is going to happen to them. That, you know, there's <laughs> it doesn't seem like Bill's got a lot of friends that are going to cause any damage. That was the weirdest thing about all of it. It's like no one's standing up for this guy. Well, I in mean, show business.
1: Well, but they're also I think they're also not coming after him. They're not also not. They're not like standing on top of him. either. That's right. Yeah. They're like, they're sort he of just made like, a lot
0: of people, a lot of
1: money. He did. And also, it's just easier to go like, oh, that thing happened. And it doesn't come up in your regular conversations because nobody wants to talk about but, it. Yeah.
0: But the one thing that you weren't really able to get at was that, as we have learned over time, is that none of this shop, none of this kind of shit happens in a vacuum. Well, yeah. So, But no one was willing to say like, oh, yeah you know everyone knew mm-hmm. there was i don't remember in the documentary you know everyone you know, people talked about that assistant yeah. who was a facilitator yeah. but that's it man and you know and you've got to assume that more than him knew what was going on <laughs> well
1: i think that's the that's the thing we we got to over on the Cosby show that it was like i think a lot of this was sort of two things one is framed as infidelity
0: uh-huh, which right. i think
1: you you know and he's was, a fuck around yeah so okay. and and who are you going to be mad at if you're mad at that guy for fucking around like you just look around, yeah. so I think a lot of it, and I think that that helps that helps cover up a lot. I think framing it as like just like covering it up as the casting couch with Weinstein covers up a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is the thing we do here. Everybody's in on it. You don't understand that. Like, no, many of these people don't want to be in that room. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is that. And it must I,
0: have been creepy, dude.
1: That, I mean, After that's for a
0: certain point.
1: I mean, when the when Joseph C. Phillips, who was in the Cosby show, and uh, Lily Bernard, who was one of the survivors, talks about the parade of women after the rehearsal, a parade of women would just parade to the green room and just sort of line up outside of his, not the green outside of his dressing room, and one at a time go in, and just sort of like they would close the door. And they, I think one of the, the, the Stephen Watkins, one of the stage managers says, his door was always open except for then. And then you hear Lily Bernard's story about being sort of escorted into his dressing room, and he sort of you know, you know, grabs her and she sort of just doesn't know what to make of it. You imagine how many times that happened and how many times did that person not get out the way that she did.
0: All right. So you get. okay, so you finally start seeing, you know, who's going to you know show up for you. Yeah. And, you know, it's 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 Godfrey. It's Godfrey. Chris Spencer. Wayne Fetterman as a historian.
1: (laughs) Wayne Fetterman. Believe
0: me. Wayne Fetterman as a historian. Thanks, Wayne. And then Cliff, who, you know, I talked to who I learned about through you. With yeah. uh, Nesterov. Now, okay, so these are your these are some of your guys. These so are now, the comedy people, right? So once you start in on this thing, you know, what's how do you outline it? What where do you start? I mean, it very clearly
1: from the first meeting that we had about it, uh, it was like we knew we sort of even though you don't want to do things chronologically, it just sort of felt like his career is so massive that you have You've to lay it out. You gotta lay it out. And then you can jump around within the chronology, which we do a little well, bit. Well
0: that was kind of genius, where you had either actual uh, photographs of the women or or these suggestive sort yeah. of uh, S- sil- avatars, silhouettes. Yeah. silhouettes. yeah. You know, that that you fit into a timeline. Yeah. So you can kind of see like when it accelerated, when yeah. it was you know, at his most predatory, yeah. and uh, you know, how many women were involved? Uh, because, like, those numbers are there, they're available. They're, they're, yes, you know, and it's, and he's a pretty prolific rapist.
1: Well, and I think that's the thing for even those of us who believe the survivors. You don't ever th- see it laid out. Right. And you sort of goes, it's been more than sixty. And that just sort of the number just sort of sits out there. But to look at it in a graphic, in which we decided at the end, I was like, we have to see something that really puts it all together. And because- also
0: like the weird thing is, is like, you know, when when you see numbers on their own mm-hmm. and, and you just think Cosby sixty, seventy, it's like, yeah. how is that even possible? It's like it's possible. Yeah. How long does that shit take? Well, you're think, talking one night, one hour in a life.
1: Yeah. And you're also talking about the fact I don't think we all realize it went back so far in his career.
0: Right. But like it's like, you know, like if you're yeah. doing that and you're out and you're in environments where that can happen mm-hmm. and there's three hundred and sixty five days in a year, mm-hmm. sixty is even like it's it's a, it's not that big a number, man. Well, as
1: Renee Graham says, if it's sixty
0: who've come forward, it's it's probably more. Yeah. Right? Yeah so okay so you start chronologically and and what are the first sort of as the guy who is who you present yourself at the beginning of this thing is like look man i loved cosby we all loved cosby Mm -hmm. america loved cosby look at his amazing career he's the first black guy to be this black guy Mm He was the first black guy to be Be that that black guy. guy yeah so like you know we all loved him and and the white people were starting to love him this guy was amazing at what point during the process of unfolding this stuff or unpacking it and then presenting yourself as the guy who's like, I'm wrestling yeah. with how to contextualize or recontextualize Cosby yeah. in in my heart and in my mind. Yeah. So what? When did you? What were the first obstacles? Like, well, wh- where were you? You were like, oh fuck. What? Am, what am I doing? Oh well. Okay. So for the first
1: obstacles was realizing, like, okay, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna have. I'm not gonna have a list comedians or lots of comedians in this. I'm not gonna have a lot of people who were, who worked with him. And I had, I had conversations with people who with comedians who worked with him. Great conversations that ultimately ended up with no. I'm not gonna have so there. So this. So the thing that like I think Showtime wants and I want, but really is like you're not gonna have a poster with a bunch of famous people's names on it yeah. to sort of go look at all these people who showed up for this. Yeah. And. Then uh, a pandemic hit in the middle of all this that Mm. we so we like the challenge of like, how do we still make this? The idea is we're going to fly around the country to a bunch of survivors. We're going to spend a lot of time in Philly. How do we do that now that we now the whole that the whole world is shut down? Mm. And so I think those two challenges in particular were the ones of like and then like. Will we get enough survivors to show up? The survivors ended up, and that was through my producer Geraldine and Katie King and Kelly Rafferty. That they like really, the survivors were actually ended up being the easiest people to recruit. We didn't get all sixty; we didn't we didn't expect to, but we got enough from different eras that it felt like we could build the filled out the picture. Are there out? Are all those sixty names out? Some of them are Jane Doe's, right. but there are, but I would say most of them, as I understand it, are out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think we were also trying to be careful to like, but some of these people came forward and then dis- never came forward, like said their piece and haven't gone out and done a lot. So we didn't want to be like, go look these people up, you know? Yeah. So you can go find them, but we don't want them to feel like we are. Bringing it because they they all talk about the negative attention they get from it, and so some of them have really said, "I don't give a shit. I'm going to be out here and do activism based on this." Yeah, but a lot of them, I think, were like, "I, I said what I said, and I'm not saying it. I'm not going to take the heat anymore."
0: Yeah, I'm not. That's not going to that's be not, my life. That's not. I'm not going to be defined by that. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. So so the obstacles were the pandemic. You know, the the not getting uh, uh, support or contribution from from major names in show business, and then but but what. So what makes you go on? Because like when you talk about the O.J. doc,
1: yeah, they you know, got almost everybody. <laughs> like, well, like, yeah, but, but
0: you're also talking about the uh, you know a, a kind of a re reframing of of this story mm-hmm. in a way where you're forced to, as an individual of any color, you know, to reckon with yeah. you know what is really the evidence, right? Yeah. So on some level, it, I took it when when you said we we need to talk about Cosby that in some ways it was a direct appeal yeah. to the black community <laughs> to, to, to sort of like, what are we doing?
1: Well, I think I mean, I think it's a direct appeal to people who specifically the black community because it's very clear that this, there's pieces of this doc that are about black folks, and I'm talking to black people directly. But it's also like, again, he was America's dad. So all of us who grew up in that era and sort of took him in as our dad, or people older than me who just are like that's my guy right. white who is like that we need to all talk about cosby okay i guess yeah.
0: you know in, in as i'm saying it over and over again i'm realizing well maybe i'm being like cuz i don't like we are all looking to like not just the comic community but like white people are looking to like what are you black people going to do about <laughs> it how we wait that's not and it's not it's not just our problem. No, I know that. Yeah. But but yeah. it's a natural thing, you know, yes. Yeah. Like what yeah. is the reaction? Because like but what is what what but it seems that media will always go that way because mm-hmm. what is it how do you generalize the white reaction to Cosby?
1: I mean, I think that the, the levels of reaction are just different. So I think, like, this is what I'm saying. You could find me a very famous white comedian who, of the right age, so we're not talking about somebody young, but we're talking about somebody who is, who is a famous white comedian who exists in the world, and go, do you want to talk about Bill Cosby? And that guy's going to say no, because he's also under the umbrella of Bill Cosby. So for me, when you say that we need to talk about Cosby, for me it was this thing where, like, I feel like these conversations are happening either not at all or they're happening in segments and, we have, and I feel like there's value in having the whole conversation. Now, for some people, they don't want to have the whole conversation. Well, luckily there's other program, programming for you. But I really felt like there is a, a percentage of people, a large percentage of people who are like, I haven't been able to have this conversation or figure out how to have this conversation. And, and embedded in this to me is like empathy for survivors and help. How do we change the structures so that this doesn't happen again? Because it's not like the industry, despite what we think would happen during Me Too, things haven't flipped in a whole new way. Things haven't; the industry hasn't been rebuilt.
0: So, so in in terms of, is there a way for the two, you know, for for the two realities or experiences of Cosby, you know, pre, you know, revelation and, and yeah. post, you know, acceptance of said revelation, uh, to 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 still have a place for this guy? that that can exist in those two worlds yeah Yeah, i mean that's the question
1: well for me it's not even a question because i can't remove cosby from my cultural black man dna yeah i can't remove the good stuff sure there so i think for me it's like how do i then live with it because i can't act like well i'm just going to pretend like i wasn't inspired by bill cosby himself i'm just gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna think about all the good things i got from watching the cosby show i can't do that So, but I think there would be this idea that like, well, now that he's done this, you have to do that. And it's like, it's not possible. So how do you then live with it is the question.
0: And was that, was this, uh, was this, did you realize that was a question that you were seeking to answer before you made the doc? Or did that sort of evolve? I mean,
1: it started on the whole, I mean, I think it started on the art versus artist thing. And then, and then once we got into it, it was like, that sort of felt like sort of like low hanging fruit. And really it became about like. How do we create? How do we stop this from happening? How do we create more safety here? How do we believe survivors okay, okay. sooner?
0: so so that so that that whole argument sort of exists in the world. It's not even an argument. It's like you, you know either you're going to be able to still appreciate the person that turns out to be horrible because they did some amazing stuff, and you're going to be able to separate it. Uh, you know whether the you know in in terms of retrospect, the stuff amazing stuff they did still has. Any any and credit to mm-hmm, it? Who mm-hmm. knows, right? So you're dealing with that. I mean, even on some level, you know, there have been people trying to to, to kind of like you know, you know, Martin Luther King to some people gets a little murky.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, he was, you know, he was a, he was a human being. Sure, exactly. Okay. Not, be clear, not as murky as Cosby. No, it's not
0: murky. It's a a human being's one thing. You know, it's sort of like, you know, the road's the road. Yeah. But a rapist is a rape.
1: Yeah. No. This, and I want to be clear. I don't want anybody to listen and think I'm. I'm. But Martin Luther King was a, was a, he's a man. He's a man, and he was a popular man who was apparently on the road as popular men are. Right. Yeah.
0: So, so that's different. I mean, for sure.
1: We we tried to be clear in that, like, infidel. We're not making. In this doc if it's about infidelity
0: right no this is about a, a sociopath and a predator and and a, and a
1: rapist right so it's about consent it's about yeah it's about lack it's about not respecting consent and yeah, infidelity at the, at that, that's diplomatic yeah, yeah. yes it's, 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 <laughs> but i'm saying infidelity impl- if this infidelity implies consent this is right not right, right. yeah
0: it's yeah it's a uh, it's hard to ask for consent when someone's unconscious but, so yeah. But, okay, so so when you're laying out the history of Cosby, mm-hmm. because this is stuff that preexisted your life and my life, you know, was, we were mm-hmm. young, mm-hmm. you know, and whenever he makes his first break, that was like 60, what, two? 60, 63? yeah, 60, 62,
1: 63 is when he starts getting on late night TV. So,
0: yeah, that's when I'm born and you're not yeah. even an idea yet. Nope, nope, but, parents but haven't like, met yet. So so this is something you've got to look at in that editing room, you know, as you're building this thing, it's sort of like, holy fuck. Yeah. You know, and, and then sort of make
1: the connection. Not even the editing room. All my computer in my house with files being mailed to me because there's no because of the pandemic.
0: Right, but so, but like the, the just sort of like you know the the the, the history of of Black America alongside yeah. of what he's doing because there, there's there's a way to approach that critically as well. In that you know some people spoke to it. I don't remember the woman's name about that he wasn't addressing it, but but yeah. ultimately his existence yeah is addressing it. Yes, yes, yeah. And then and then after that, his actions are very progressive in in, in 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 the name of the community.
1: Well, and also, that's the thing. I mean, the, the first story that made me sort of feel like somebody's got to tell this story, and this is where before I thought I would ever get the opportunity, was after, in the wave of all the accusers coming forward, the survivors coming forward. I read an article about this woman named Noni Robinson, who's a film director, who's directing a film about the history of black stunt performers, and how she That was an
0: interesting sideline, huh?
1: Yeah, that to me that's where this starts Yeah, as a like how do, like cuz a lot of this could be boiled down to whether I don't want it to be about do you think Cosby's funny? It's yeah. not about that, it's about what do you think about his career? Right. And he specifically uh during the his when he got iSpy he saw that they were using a white stunt performer to do his stunts, painting in him in blackface, in legitimate blackface, painting his arms black and everything. And he said, "I refuse to do. I refuse to be on this show unless you get me a black stunt performer." And the people in the in the stunt industry, the black stunt performers, say that's the moment things changed. Yeah, it wasn't about like, oh, that was a, a piece of the thing. That's the moment things changed. And so for me, it was like okay, that's bigger than whether or not people think he's funny. That's actually a part of our history. And she had a documentary that eventually is gonna come out now, I guess, but like that she couldn't figure out what to do with because she'd interviewed Bill Cosby for two hours and felt like she couldn't use that interview now because of all the stories of the accusers. And And so it was like- Where's she at with that? She it's apparent I think because of our film she now she feels like she can figure it out so uh-huh. it will come out because so, I think so it's an that, important. But that's story. the
0: point where it's like Bill Cosby gets black people jobs and didn't take credit, didn't go take credit for it, didn't get a
1: headline for it. Nobody, no. mo- I've talked no, to that's many what people. white people. Do yeah, exactly. But also, <laughs> yeah. you would think in the mid '60s, you might be a black guy who wants to get some good press, a champion of, and yeah, he the he didn't do it, and, a, and this is you know. So I think that was just, and to me, I'm like people who don't know this story and this yeah. is an important story about black history right it and is. and and also he did these other things but how do you you can't
0: let that story go but that was sort of an interesting kind of like coincidental sidebar you know like yeah. you were like wow that were how'd we get here and you find that woman who's got this other issue with cosby yeah so all right so you're moving through this stuff
1: and, and that's what i learned from ezra's piece like how to take try to how to how, can you take sidebars and get back to the main
0: road Sure, and and can you put somebody into a historical perspective, and it doesn't overwhelm, you know, the The the, fact that we're talking about the balance you are trying to maintain. Yeah,
1: I was always thinking about like we always I I would say to the editors and the producers, we always have to remind people that another shoe is eventually going to drop. We can't make people think that like we get they tricked them into watching a different documentary.
0: But you like present, you know, the the stunt thing, you know, his, you know, his becoming a leading man, his becoming, uh, you know, uh, you know, definitely the black white line was. You know it, it, it went yeah. away for him to a degree yeah and all the stuff with Paulititier and and then like uh, and then at some point you start to drop the timeline in yeah you know, when did this mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. thing start happening yeah. or, or yeah. also you said oh I remember what I was gonna say is that you really started to build his family life yeah that he built this family
1: life yeah and publicly built this thing so yeah well
0: that was the other thing is that there was that that subtextual argument of the the portrait of a sociopath. Which is like, what was, you know, compartmentalizing and and just him, you know, what, which, what, was this all a a front Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to facilitate his, his base intentions? Mm -hmm. That's a hard argument to make, but you you definitely posit that uh, as a psychological assessment.
1: Well, I think uh, uh, Jelani Cobb puts it the best. He's like, there people want to make this Dr. Je- Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but there's an argument that it's all Mr. Hyde. Uh-huh. And I don't think we can, I, I really was like, I'm not going to try to answer that question because that's not, I'm not in the position to do that. This isn't that level of, this isn't true crime. It's more like, how do we deal with all these pieces? And I just want to have the audience go, let's, let's just sort of sift through this stuff. And let's see and let's see where we come out on the other side and we don't have to come out in the same place as long as we agree that these things happened I don't think anybody is necessarily capable I'm not capable of diagnosing him
0: well, no I, I right 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 yeah there's people that are capable
1: there are no I'm not but I say I just feel like as, a, as the person who's making this there's lots of arguments that are presented in here but,
0: right but see but but I guess you know in that sense you know like with psychological assessment or framing it you know as all uh, a sham you know what what precedent is set for assessing, you you know, people in general and artists in general and people, you you know what I mean? It's like, is it better just to say like, well, you know, he had this mentally ill problem, but, but do you need to say that, you know, Dr. Huxtable was, was just all, you know, that was just uh, so he could rape people. Well, I mean, this is where we start
1: to dig through what we call the breadcrumbs of like, isn't this strange Mm. that, he could have any job on the Cosby Show that he wanted to oh, have. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like just where and you yeah, go,
0: the gynecologist,
1: is, 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 the OB, OBGYN. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where's this? And his? I mean, it, and, and to me, I'm not. It, and where's his? Where's his office? It's TV. It could be anywhere. Mm. It's in the basement of his house. It's just to me, or it's like okay, one Spanish fly joke in the 1960s. Hey, swinging sixties. What's pe- what's family friendly is different. Yeah, but on Larry King, he when ma- we've all seen that yeah. clip, yeah. he makes the joke about Spanish Fly. And he's an older man at this point. That's mm. where he's still telling this joke. You think he would aged out of this joke? And then what we find out during the series is that he was there promoting a book called Childhood that has like several int- uh, int- uh, mentions of Spanish Fly in the book. Uh-huh. You're like, this is just a lot, man. Yeah, like it's not like to me. It's like that's what I think when you start to dig through and find these breadcrumbs, you start to go like this does it, what is it? Is it like that you, that because you're doing these bad things that you just, they just sort of leak out of you because you can't stop them. Or is it because Cliff at one point says he's a, he's a narcissist and I don't go, that's right. He's a narcissist. But I feel like Cliff is like saying, this is what I see from this perspective. Cause if I do it, it's not bad. And you go, well, that's one side of it. And then Jelani Cobb says, maybe it's all Mr. Hyde. Maybe it's all an E, maybe, you know, you're evil and you're sort of doing all of this manipulatively. I don't know what the answer is there, but I do know that all of this exists.
0: That, that's true, and and maybe I'm being a, a, a little too uh, too critical of, of that assessment because, like you know, entertainers they're you know they're not you know really moral known for moral integrity in general, and you, but and
1: they're not also but but and but Mark, I would say you don't claim to be a moral authority, and we have a man here who claims that, to be that, moral well, that's authority. the next
0: twist, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. is that, that like,
0: this evolves into this other thing?
1: Like we all sort of accept, and I'm not—I'm not in any way indicting. Any, I'm not saying anything about, but we all accept that Richard Pryor was probably not the greatest dude. You know of what course, I mean? but yeah. like with that but, 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 but because he would be the first to tell but you. But that's the difference right there, yeah, is that yeah. Richard Pryor sort of owns his like I'm not the greatest dude. And I've told you about I'm not the greatest dude and I How shot. How many my times g- do I gotta tell <laughs> you? <that>? Exactly. <laughs> like, and so we sort of we sort of have room for him yeah. in ways we might not if he was also saying, I'm the greatest dude. Yeah. Whereas with this Cosby story, that's why I think it gets into this sort of like, Well, what's really going on here? Because it's a dude who told us he was the greatest dude. And told us he wanted us to be gr- the
0: greatest people, and then and then you know, made you realize that there's no way you can be great. And like then when him. you say
1: there's sexual that there's women who who claim that he assaulted them on the set of his show, til- on the set of his children's TV show picture pages. Oh my god, that's exactly it right there. Oh my god, like it's just like how do I how does all this live in my head? And to me, I always thought of this doc as like, once we got into it, once Showtime was like, it's, I was, there was just sort of the idea of like, okay, there's not all these famous comedians in it or all these people directly, all these people couldn't directly connect to him. Yeah. Then it was like, then Kamau, you have to be in this. Right. And so I was like, do I? And I talked to him, i listen like, Melissa. And she's like, yeah, you do. Cause otherwise it's not going to hang together. So I sort of, and I, the, the most nervous, I think I've recorded for VO in my life was when I sat in my wife's closet because this was the VO booth going, uh, my name's W. Kamau Bell, and I'm a child of Bill Cosby. Because I was like, I'm, I'm going to be at the top of this thing. Mm. Like, I didn't think I was going to be at the top of this mm-hmm. thing. I was like, I'm, I'm aiming it all at me now. Yeah. And, but ultimately, the thing that I sort of really want the doc to be is like, this is a bunch of smart people who have thought this through, who are sensitive and empathetic, because I don't want those uh, people who are not. And if you have a Bill Cosby conversation, these are all different versions of the Bill Cosby conversation.
0: Yeah. I think like a lot of people, you could actually see some, I don't remember exactly who they were, but there was a sense of inner struggle.
1: Yeah. Cause a lot of them are black people around my age. Yeah. Like so that they like went, they have, they have gone through it in the same way that I've gone through.
0: It. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, and, but they did come out on the side of like, damn, damn. What, which to me is like, again, that's,
1: if you don't come out on the side of damn I don't know how to I don't know I don't I don't want I don't know how to bring you to this conversation now
0: how was it in in terms of how many survivors are in it that you spoke to for like what seemed to be I mean it's
1: uh, there's, I mean so there's in in the first episode Victoria Valentino gets the long gets is like the main survivor then in the second episode there's uh, Patricia Steyer uh, Janice Linda mm-hmm. in the third episode it's Lily and uh, Eden Turrell and I'll also Lisa, Lisa mm-hmm. lot lublin and yeah, and then there's other survivors we talked to in the timeline, so there's probably, but those are the major ones. And how'd
0: you handle those
1: those interviews? I
0: mean, what what was the, were you nervous?
1: Yeah, the very first interview you did was with Victoria Valentino, it was in the first episode. Yeah. And we were all like, and that was actually in person, a lot of these interviews were not, because I was in my house, but uh, so... We were all, the whole crew was like really like up on our toes, just sort of like, she's gonna be here in a minute, everybody ready? Like, <laughs> sort of a like dudes. Act right, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah, sort of yeah, like, yeah. and they were all cool, but it was just like, okay, when she comes in, we don't know how she's going to be. Give her a space. We set up a green room for her. We bought her flowers. We did like it was very much like, let her tell us what to do. Let's take the cues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Victoria walked in like, hey everybody, <laughs> like it was just like she gave she's giving hugs to everybody. Yeah. She gave me a copy of her Playboy magazine, like yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. you know, she asked me questions about United Shade. She was like, all of us relaxed. Okay, oh, and then we sat her down, and then we when we sat down on the couch, I was always very clear that. Before we get into anything with Bill Cosby, where are you from? What do you do? What's your life like? What was what was it like growing up? Yeah. And then the more you, and this is what I've learned from United Shades, the more you do that, then by the time you get to the thing, people are actually more open to the conversation.
0: Yeah, because it's just it's 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 just a thing in in another thing in the conversation. You're just built and they know you're building to it instead
1: of like being nervous at the beginning of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what happened is inside of that. We got stories that we didn't know we were going to get because we just took more time. And so that conversation was over two hours, the first one. And we didn't know, my producer, we talked to her, Geraldine, didn't know that her son had died so close before she met Bill Cosby. That came up in the conversation. and Horrible. Yeah. And then we also, all that stuff, I wanted to get all the stuff about Playboy from her because she'd been a playmate and a part of the Playboy clubs. And I was like, oh, we can actually use this stuff in the stuff we talk about, the Playboy and Hugh Hefner. So. But you just sort of like get all this extra stuff that I was really clear on. I want these women as much as possible to appear for the first time not connected to Bill Cosby. Yeah. So you just go, this is just a voice, a voice, oh, she's, of course she's an expert. She talks, she worked at Playboy, you know. Yeah, a full other story, yeah. Yeah, so for, but, and then, so by the time we got that Victoria one and then the rest, most of them were done, Lisa's was not, but most of them were done over Zoom and it was just, You sort of like, am I going to be able to get that level of intimacy over Zoom? And it's weird, but you did. We did. I mean, you've done it here with the podcast. Yeah, you can. You do. You just sort of like everybody's aware it's Zoom and you sort of make jokes about Zoom and you say, oops, I'm muted. And you sort of like, just sort of like,
0: you know, go into you it. You just stay focused. And if there's not other people in the room and stuff, you can kind of hold it.
1: And everybody, like, everybody knows what they're there for. So it's, and we were very clear by the end, like, because we had to hire a lot of like day players to do the, it was just because it was COVID, we couldn't get the same people. And you just make sure everybody who comes to the door knows what they're there for and knows how to be as, as invisible as possible. And, you know, but like, I interviewed like Gloria Hendry, who was the first black Bond girl. And she was just having a great time. Yeah, she was great. And she stood up and did the thing where she, sh- like nobody asked her to. She just stood up and did the thing where she bent over at the oh, table. Yeah, yeah, with the and, Playboy thing. And, and there was like a boom opera in the back and they're like, oh, we should have her do it again. And I was like, "We, I don't care at all. Just let these people be. Yeah. My whole style of interviewing for me is just let these people be. Don't yeah. try to manage them into an answer. Yeah. And so, yeah, so all the survivors, like they were, they by the time they decided to show up, it was just clear that they had already done the work to be there.
0: Sure, and they, they had, had grounded themselves and, and, and done whatever mental preparation. They, they, and they've done enough of these things where they sort
1: of, like, the more comfortable, the more you make it clear that, that you're not here
0: just for the sad part, the more they relax. So, like, when Cosby takes that turn, like, and I I don't know the timeline of Cosby, but, you know, when he made that speech. Pound cake speech. The pound cake speech. Yeah, that, uh, you know, changed. Yeah. You know, everybody's mind about him. Uh, lots of people's. Yeah. yeah, like like what? So by the time you know Hannibal you know, somehow you know, dumps this into the world in a way that resonates. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. What is the
1: feeling about Cosby in general? I think I mean this is funny because uh, in twenty when so when Cosby does the pound cake speech, me like a lot of black people my age. What year age, was that? Two thousand four. Oh wow. Which okay. was the same year sure. that Andrew Constand. Came forward and said that he had raped her. So it's like all of this is happening simultaneously. Uh-huh. But generally, most of us are looking at the pound cake speech and not really paying attention to this Andrew Cosby. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So when he does the pound cake speech, I and a lot of I'm Ke- you know Kevin Avery, we were both like, oh, this is such a bummer. Like it just felt like like oh man. Like he's and it, you know we know a lot of older black people who get conservative. Yeah, but you're like not nah, Cosby, uh-huh. and it felt so mean. Like it w- didn't feel like. Didn't feel like tough love. Yeah, because this is a guy
0: that you established throughout the documentary as being a guy that is concerned with educating Mm -hmm. and is an educator and believes in the and believes in all of us, not just the ones of us who are doing well. Right. And then all of a sudden he turns into this.
1: He turns into like uh, like an you know if he went from America's dad to Black America's angry grandfather and like making fun of the ways in which Black people name their kids and one of the names he uses to make fun of them is Muhammad. You're like that name, like of all the names to like choose to like say. And it, you know and so it just felt it felt out of touch it felt like a dude who was super rich and was almost bitter about the fact that didn't I tell you all how to get super rich yeah and you're not all super rich
0: there's a bit of that going around these days yeah it
1: is. I think it's a, more of that than we realized yeah. yeah I told you how to get super rich yeah. and how to I told you how to rise out of your poverty and uh-huh. you didn't do it and now yeah. I'm mad at you and it was also it sort of sucked because there was a significant portion of the black community when you listen to those Clips from the pound cake speech. There's black people audience cheering and clapping. So it's like it's it's not just. So I don't want to be, It's not just that Cosby made all black people mad. He sort of created a rift in the black community for the first time in his career.
0: Right, but also that was you know the same sort of rift that that Chris Rock artfully very much Explore. and it's funny
1: because I did a documentary about Chris Rock and we talk about black people versus uh, that bit yeah. and uh, man I don't even want to say it because now Rogan's ruined the n-word uh, <laughs> but uh, the idea being that like oh no Does, you mean we got you guys got to take the n-word back <laughs> we got to take it back again <laughs> like, he's ruined it for me I'm yeah. not saying he's ruined yeah. for all of us but, uh, but the idea being that like Chris and he says in the doc that I did with him I'm of that community so when I'm criticizing it they know I'm a hip hop guy. I'm not a guy who's oh, like. Oh, so he's not coming at it. He's not coming at it from an outside. Like from Cosby does not live rich, in the community anymore. Man, no. Right. And and Chris would even admit like he wouldn't do that bit now because right. he's not. It's, he's a different guy. But yeah. when he did it, he was a dude who was in Brooklyn a lot. Right, you right, know, right. and and right. and people saw him around. Yeah, you know, right. so he wasn't a dude. He was, and he was also very much tied into hip hop artists that are doing the same thing sure, in there. So sure. yeah, whereas yeah. Cosby, it was like, it came out of nowhere. It came from like you, every time we'd seen him to that point, he was telling us how to do better and that we could do better. And it felt like he was reaching his hand out to us. And that was the, fr- and also this is the thing I think is so critical. He wasn't turning on all ki- all parents in America who were doing poorly. He was turning on black moms. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was like a lot of you parents out here are, are, are mecking up. He was at the NAACP turning on generally black moms who were struggling and their kids.
0: And that was sort of like, that was like the big, uh, what would you call it? Disappointment?
1: Yeah, it was like a seismic shift, but in in sort of like how we saw Cosby. But I saw Cosby do stand-up twice after that, because when you saw him do stand-up, he wasn't doing that. Like me and Avery went and saw so him at again. The, you have to
0: accommodate these different sides of
1: Cosby. We were at our, and this is what I think Hannibal did so well is that we were allowed to because of the media landscape, and we're not on Twitter and social media is not telling us what, the, yeah, like what you're allowed to sort of go. Okay, I'm going to see this Cosby. I'm not going to see. I'm not thinking about the Cosby who has these rape allegations. I'm not thinking about the Cosby who's doing pancake speech. I'm just going to spend two hours with this guy talking about his grandkids and his wife and the remote control, which yeah. is what I did at the Paramount Theater in Oakland. How was that? It was great he closed on the dentist uh-huh. and everybody laughed like we'd never heard it before. <laughs> like he literally at the end of like, at like at the end of his bit, he just went the dentist and we all went,
0: yay! Wow. He knew, he knew his stick.
1: Yeah. And so, and then Hannibal goes, no, you're not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> you're not allowed to think about these things separately. Not but that he, he
0: that he, didn't like, like when I heard that stuff or when it finally got to me, I was surprised. I didn't know anything. And first, why do you think at that moment it, picked up i mean i had heard these because by then by
1: 2004 andrew Constance's case had been around there had been other women who had come forward so like i i definitely was one of the people who was like yeah i don't know why i haven't been able to put these th- i don't know why I- i'm sorry i haven't been able to put these things in one place in my head yeah i think it was like it's just the perfect storm hannibal he's a black comedian he's in philadelphia he youtube is start is a thing now. yeah Cell phones can now get video footage. Yeah, the person who got the video footage was also a journalist. It was like it was just like the perfect storm of just like happened. It couldn't have happened any other way. If the yeah. guy if 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 there's no cell phone footage of it, maybe the story gets out, but it doesn't play the
0: same. Did Cosby ever comment on Hannibal?
1: He has generally commented through publicists, but I don't think he ever. I don't think he. I don't remember. Well, him. Well, there's that one Hannibal.
0: weird bit in when there's the 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 art collection was being shown. Yes. Wasn't yes. he asked about Hannibal? He
1: was asked about, yes, he was, he was at the, so him and Camille. So it's like, there's this period of time when Hannibal does his bit and then, but it's before the accusations start coming forward in mass. So there's like a few weeks in there. Uh-huh. And so Cosby and, and Camille were doing, were hanging their art up at a museum, I think in Philly, but they were, or maybe in DC, they're giving their art collection to the Smithsonian, I think, or lending it to them. And they, it was just like, Camille and Bill and everybody's excited to talk to them and it's Bill Cosby and again nobody's thinking pound cake it's just America's dad is here and we're all with his art with his art and with his, his beautiful wife. art and they're talking about it and they're smiling and there's all this footage of them smiling yeah. together and, and journalists smiling with them and I remember hearing on NPR uh, Scott Simon go he's talking about the art and he goes Mr Cosby before I let you go I have to ask you something and we have footage in the thing of not of Scott Simon but an AP reporter doing the same thing yeah. like before I let you go yeah. I have to ask you something. Uh-huh. And it's about there's a there's a comedian, and I don't think the guy at NPR, the guy on that we have in the piece doesn't even get Hannibal's name, I don't think. No. He's like, there's a comedian who did and Cosby's just like, no, 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 no. We don't talk about that. Yeah. Which is one thing to say, but then he then tells the guy to scuttle it. The word he uses scuttle it. Don't use this bit where's your man where's where's the producer where's your person yeah and then he he does the thing at one point he goes huh to somebody who has clearly said nothing <laughs> and they're like what uh uh, uh we
0: need to get uh, talk to this person immediately yeah and you can but feel he, he, he barely changed his tone but his intensity and that and just Camille sitting there I'm like wow yeah what what kind of like gaslighting insanity you know like you know yeah. like what does she know what she does you know Judd Apatow did the most amazing joke about that. Did you hear him do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camille, <laughs> do you like your life? <laughs> it was like, I'll, like I'll forever, uh, you know, whatever judgments you have uh, of Judd as a comic. Yeah, that joke is like. He's good with me. And you know what? That's one of those jokes that like probably
1: needed to be done by a white guy. Like, I don't know that a black guy can get away with that joke. <laughs> like, it's like, She's one of those like, days.
0: how does she not know? Is he hiding newspaper? You know, like, I mean, we have a little section in the doc where I
1: asked everybody who was like, did you know his family? Did you see his family? And there's just a very consistent between the people I talked to, like mm. she was never around. Mm. So whatever their deal is, I think she knew when to not be around. And then he would use her to survivors. Like, you have to go. Camille's on her way. Like there's a sense of like they understood the Camille meant I have to leave.
0: Yeah, but but that, that
1: probably wasn't even true. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. I don't get think out. I, I don't think that's a real sense of like. I think he just you know he's doing whatever it takes to get this person out of his out so, of his out of his house. Right. So, but like, yeah, but yeah. So that the, we taught We this is the thing I did not know until we started doing the doc that Cosby had a history of bullying reporters and and calling reporters and demanding retractions and and threatening people's jobs even though he didn't have to, he didn't have the ability to threaten their job and Mark Lamont Hill tells a story He's a professor at Temple about how Cosby called That guy was good. Yeah, Mark's great. Mark's great. He's yeah, he's an underrated resource. And so was us. that
0: uh that woman that the other actor Kieran Mayo. Wow.
1: Yeah, no, I, that's what I, at some point I was like I don't know if Showtime is going to be famous people, but we have good conversations in here. Oh, yeah. And we have people who speak well. And thinkers. And big thinkers and people who are clearly wrestling with it while I talk to them. And once Showtime was down, once they said, well, if you're once they were never they were always supportive. But once they were down, once they saw it and they let us do the the survivors sort of without extra music, without archival, without recreation, mm. they just let the women talk. It was like, well, we I know we have something here.
0: All right. So so you do all this and you get these amazing like the, this sort of respect and time uh, uh, given to the survivors and to the and to all types of, of people trying and wrestling and assessing it both from. You know, a female point of view, a male point of view. You, you know, all of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, all fluid point of view. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, but when you're doing this, he's in jail. Yeah. So on some level, these people are speaking uh, from a place where a, a certain amount of justice mm-hmm. has been has been doled out. Yeah. Handed. It has been justice has been served. Yeah. And then you know, before you finish it, he gets out. Yeah, on on a
1: technicality, right? I mean, to I just want to be clear. A lawyer lawyers say it's not a technicality, but it is the way that we the most of us who are not lawyers understand it as a technicality, right? Lawyers say it's like the truth is is that he struck a deal with one with the with one DA, was yeah. DA. That deal, the next DA came in and basically was like, I'm going to put Bill Cosby in prison so he opens, so he violates the deal. And then a new person comes in who goes, No, now I'm going to go back to the original deal. She's so got to get out of prison. So it was like the, the, the part that is ridiculous. Do you think
0: power afforded him that?
1: Yeah, I think the the power 100%. Like, because first of all, the, fir- the deal was is involving the Andrew- Andrea Constant case. And the deal was if you do this deposition about her case, uh-huh. you can say whatever you want to say and we won't prosecute you, which is not a deal that a person without power gets. Yeah, That's not a deal. What's the point of that? Because they were trying to wrap up the Andrew constant. They were trying to wrap up Andrew constant's case. And they, that was how they figured out to do it. You come in here and tell us what happened. You tell us, you answer our questions and then we will be able to wrap up Andrew constant's case. And then you can go on and live your life. And so that was a, you know, Andrew constant had a civil case against him, but it was like the idea being that like do this. And so he did it. And that's where he says in the deposition, I mean, there's a couple things he says. One, he admits to giving women quaaludes for sex, but you can read that as like, they want to have sex or right. not. It's a party, he's a man. But the thing he says that I, that the doc lands on that I didn't know until I did the doc was about the fact that when he was with Andrea Constant and she is drugged, he says, he's, appro- he's sort of approaching her, however you want to put it. He's, and he says, I enter, the, I enter the space between permission and rejection and I'm not stopped. And as far as I'm concerned, I was like, "That's that's the game. That's not a thing. Yeah, there's no space between permission and rejection, especially if you've drugged somebody already. Yeah. So that for me, it's like that's him admitting to his, his what he does. Mm. And I don't think a lot of people had heard that that way before. Yeah. And so that to me was like, I know a lot of people focus on the first part, but I want to focus on the second part. But yes, and and then he gets out. So to be Kieran Amayo, Michael Cord, who's a Philly lawyer, and we did a second interview with. Uh, with Mark Lamont that were, that we did after he got out of prison.
0: What was your feeling then? Like what, what happened for you when that happened? Cause you were like nearing the end of the work, right? Yeah.
1: We thought we were like our last day of filming and we thought oh, like, yeah, really? yeah, we were in, we were in Philly yeah, and none no of us, there was no sense that this might happen. We yeah. didn't go to Philly cause we thought it would happen. And I got a text message from a mutual friend of ours who's a comedian. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. who yeah. I'll, I can tell you later cause he said, but, uh, uh, and he was like, your doc just got more interesting. And I was like, and I run out of, I was in the bathroom, I run out of the bathroom, like everybody, I have news. But of course everybody was on their phone and I was like, I don't know what this is anymore. I, is it done? Yeah. And I, cause a lot, there are Cosby docs out there that have, that have gotten to a place. There's one I know that I heard that is finished, but it just stopped, but it's just sitting on a shelf somewhere. Huh. So I just like, maybe this is what happens. Maybe it's done. Also, maybe it should be done. Cause maybe it's not going to, maybe this is really not a good idea for me to do this anymore. So you thought like you had nothing? Well, I just thought that the story was too complicated and also too charged now that he was out. Like maybe legally we can't do it. I don't know what any, like especially the case, we had just heard he was out of prison, but he wasn't exonerated, which I didn't understand at that moment. Like maybe we can't say anything. Maybe you have to put alleged before everything. But he wasn't exonerated. No, he wasn't exonerated. It was just about the deal being violated. The deal for him to say what everyone to say in the deposition. It wasn't about his guilt or innocence.
0: Huh? did you try to reach out to him?
1: No. We, no point. We, there was a lot of talk there was sort of, we talked about it, Yeah. but to one, it was always about the conversation of around Bill Cosby, not a conversation with Bill Cosby. There is plenty of Bill Cosby footage in there. He's never wavered from what he, what he, he says he's, he's completely innocent. I don't believe that. And I don't think I can have a real, I don't, it doesn't, I can't have a conversation about his career. No. And it would have to be pointed. All the women who were, all the
0: women who were invited in, you're going to do that to them. No, I'm Let not going to sit do there and now. go, I didn't do it.
1: Yeah. And have them go. I know I told you that he wasn't going to be in it, but now that he's out.
0: Yeah. And guess what? He says he didn't do it.
1: Yeah. And what is, and you know, he also said that he named you by name and, and there's yeah. a lawyer there. And yeah.
0: the, and to me, it was just like, that's not what this is. Exactly. So after that happens, mm-hmm. so you're sort of left with, you know, everything you've done, you've got mm-hmm. the four hours of this that you mm-hmm. put together and you, you what you're really left with is I still have to figure out. Yeah. What I, mean, I do with this, the, these two sides of,
1: the, of you, this guy. You'll appreciate this uh, uh, sort of version of it. I thought of it as, a, like, as I started saying this a lot, this is like the TV show Chopped. I just, these are the ingredients I have. Yeah. I have to make them into something.
0: Well, do you think that, you know, because, like, now that we're talking about it, it feels to me that culturally there is a verdict. And, and that for the most part, you know yeah. people believe it for, yeah, I would say that I mean you know
1: who yes that, that there's a there's a large series of people who believe who believe the survivors, but they haven't the, I think the doc if they watch it makes them dig into it and believe in a different way.
0: yeah and also but you know I think that one thing that it may address that it isn't that isn't really spoken is that you know all the people that loved him you know there there there's a shame equation to it
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: there's a shame equation to to continuing to love him Mm -hmm. in light of it Mm -hmm. that you know it it, it's it's a hard reckoning for an Mm -hmm. individual even if it's not that important or or up front but you know to love somebody you believe did horrible things repeatedly and still have empathy for the victims and I mean the survivors mm-hmm. there's 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 got to be shame in them well, and I think that we had a
1: section that we had to pull out for time, mostly where we asked everybody would you show would you watch this stuff again? would you show it to kids and so where we had lots of people go through how they would reckon with it like what what stuff like would you show episodes of the Cosby show to kids in your life oh. would you watch would you listen to them do stand up again uh-huh. do you do you do this uh-huh. and the idea is sort of to show like how people are reckoning with it, and it's all Very, everybody has their own way. Most people said no, but then we had people say yes. But the idea being that like, and this is what I sort of come to now is that first of all, we all separate art from the artist all the time, just in ways that we don't think about.
0: Because yeah, we don't know a
1: lot too well, we don't know that, or we don't or we don't judge the thing that some, some things we don't judge as harsh, other people are judging as uh-huh. harsh. Like, I think of much, and I'm doing this on purpose Eric Clapton, right now, but <laughs> like there's a whole lot of like, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know the racist story from the past. I don't, he's an anti vaxxer coronavirus conspiracy guy, but right. he has 50, 40 years of music that I've loved. Yeah, and so well, not not me, not yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're saying.
0: Hendrix was always better. I don't, I we don't know. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I have problems with Clapton. Yeah. that, but I know what you're saying. But
1: you, but the idea that like we are sort of we do it we we do it a lot. But the problem with the Cosby thing is, and this is a problem with generally, is that when somebody else doesn't separate it the way you do, then people that's where the problem lies. And I think what we have to have understand, we have to have empathy for the fact that like I'm going to separate it here, but that doesn't mean other people are going to separate it in the same place. And right now, we spend a lot of time arguing about these lines on social media in ways that aren't productive. And what I'm saying is, like, look, I, here's how I feel about it. I can think positively about some of the stuff that Cosby did, but I'm not ever going to forget about the survivors.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there is a universe in which I show my three daughters at some point that scene from the Cosby Show where they where they're doing the the lip sync yeah. of Ray Charles, yeah. because that's like in me, like the like like how some people feel about the moon landing. That's in me. Hmm but I'm definitely gonna contextualize it. It's in whatever age appropriate way is necessary at that point.
0: It, but you know, it's like, it, I think that's one of the things that like, you know, as as much as I like the documentary and I like you, it's, tr- it's tricky. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I get what you're saying and I get that you're saying that, you know, we do it all the time with art and artists, but like whatever Clapton's transgressions are, they're not sixty rapes. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not saying no, that. But like, that was, no, yeah. but, no, but yeah. I'm saying even you know, yeah. without the the Captain yeah. example. Yeah. Like I'm trying to picture you showing your kids this and then trying to say like, there's a problem with this guy. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I've, I feel like we've done we've done I've done this with my kids. There's a there's a problem with America. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Like so, like yeah, but America's not, you know, doing the Ray Charles whip sinking <laughs> Yeah, but America but, has. Here's the good thing about this country. I mean, okay. I think this is what I feel okay. about it. So
1: there, there are some people who are like, "Why would a black man tear down a black man? Why would you do? Why blah blah blah? All these. But I don't things. think you're
0: tearing him down. I think that's, I, I you're think just,
1: people who say that haven't seen it. But, yeah, I
0: th- but I also think you're just you know contextualized.
1: Yeah, but I feel like this, like as a black person in this country. And this is geez, even true of Jews. Mm. We have the ability to go, here's the good part about America. Yeah. Here's the bad part about America. Yeah. And you have the ability to hold And the hold bad that- part is winning. Exactly. It- <laughs> I feel fair. I've looked into <laughs> New Zealand a lot. Please, yeah. New Zealand, hit me uh-huh, up. Uh-huh. But like... I think it's it's about, we do that regularly where you go, this is the you know, greatest country on earth. I mean, that's not true. Maybe. Right. But we sort of grew up we in this greatest it. country yeah, on earth. Believe it. And also, don't go down that street because they don't like your people down that street. Sure. And okay. so I think or that state. like, state. Yeah, <laughs> this is don't go down that state. <laughs> but I do think that like, I'm not saying like today I'm going home to play this thing for my 10 year old. I'm saying there is some point in her life where it might come across her face and I have to go, yeah, and. Right. Or. <laughs> somehow it comes up in conversation, like where it's like, and this has happened, you know, we've sat and watched all sorts of things where it's like, these people aren't good people. And I think kids are actually more capable of understanding that, or these people did bad things. Uh-huh. Kids are capable of understanding that cause they do bad things, but they're not bad people. Yeah. yeah I understand. But that. I, but I understand, but here's the thing I'm not, here's what I'm saying. All this stuff dies on the vine. Mm. All, all comedy dies on the vine. Eventually nobody's paying attention to the biggest, you know, whatever. But right now, as a person, as people of my generation, especially if you're black, if that Cosby stuff is in you, you have to, I can recognize that it's in me. Mm. And I can recognize that even when I watched for the purposes of this doc, and I sat and would watch like The Dentist, I would be like, man, look what he did there. Yeah. But that doesn't for a second, that's why I always talked about the other shoe dropping mean that I'm going to one, forget about the survivors, or two, I'm not gonna tweet out, everybody, I know there's a lot out there about Bill Cosby, but watch this clip from himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know, I yeah. know, I know. I get it, I get it. But this bit. But the, I mean, Come if, on. for a second... Because that would be naive and dumb on my part to do that. Yeah. So, But I don't think sitting here, inside my, sitting with myself, talking to trusted people in my life, I always talk about the way you text people in the group chat is not how you speak in the world, yeah. that there are ways to have those conversations that are ultimately, and for me the purpose of having it, is to go, what can we learn from this? And specifically with Cosby and show business, how do
0: we limit the damage of this? Right, but, but this is also an argument to be made for um that that woman's interpretation the psychological interpretation that like yes all this may be true Mm -hmm. but clearly this guy was putting on a show to cover up the fact
1: Mm -hmm. that he
0: liked to do this other thing yes renee
1: renee graham yeah yeah yeah
0: that's another way to teach your kids about show business exactly you know, because the, the lesson you're trying to to like the, the thing is is like with, there is a way to to have empathy for survivors to present this guy as a guy who was a a, a progressive and important voice yeah and and also you know had this horrible sickness this evil yeah. compulsion
1: I don't even want to put it on because I feel like sickness makes it sound like that he okay but, he this evil yeah. compulsion but he did these things yes yes
0: his predatory nature mm-hmm. you know but like it's it's a delicate line because you're saying that how do we shift the the, the environment yeah how do we make the environment so this doesn't happen when when so much about you know the ego of performing is about getting this love or doing these things Mm -hmm. or having this freedom to to take liberties Mm -hmm. that are 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 predatory and disgusting you know what what becomes of it all if you can't just pathologize people say like that guy was a fuck all the way around this is how i think about it is that
1: I think Showbiz encourages everybody below the top of the below the top of the call sheet to look the other way, just generally.
0: Right, but the, but the, but the, what Mo Ryan was speaking to, and what what is correct is, is that she said is that this is this is a. a, a it's intentional corporate oversight yes. in the name of profit.
1: And I was happy that she said it. She said, toss that whole industry into the motherfucking sun, <laughs> which was like my like, I want that on a t-shirt. Yes. that, that, that I, we, I really did not want this to, and it may have skewed this way because it's about Cosby, uh-huh. to be about... One bad guy. It's about one bad guy in an industry that he, that allowed him to be a bad guy. Yeah, but the, but yeah, but <laughs> but the corporate decision making about your like, corporate
0: decision making is like yeah, this, we get it. Yeah, you know, we, uh, there's a problem. Yeah, but uh, we can still make a little money. I yeah, we no. still make
1: a little money for sure. And I think you know the thing that I've been oh. saying is that you know when they built show business, they didn't go before we start making dreams. Where do we put the human resources department? No, that's no. and so for me, it's about like prioritizing that yeah, version yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That priority. Go like,
0: we, <laughs> we start making dreams. We
1: got to realize there's going to be a lot of dream debris. Debris, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, and we need to figure out what do we do with all that <laughs> dream, dream debris, debris. The, yeah. the 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 yeah. off gas of dreams, the broken hearts
0: and busted people. Yeah, and, know, and, and criminal the, and,
1: intentions. And showbiz has never done a good job of that. And we come out of the comedy club world where it's like you know where there's like you've seen the thing on the like in the green word says don't have sex with the staff or whatever, True. and that's that's the human resources department yeah, is yeah, please yeah. don't do that.
0: Yeah, someone's not coming back to this club again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, now what what. What's the pushback then? I mean, you know, I have like,
1: I, you know, I've withdrawn from lots of social media just because I because I, there's no reason to sort of like. I mean, if, to be fair, I don't read all the good reviews either, but I definitely am like there is there. <laughs> I stumbled across and I didn't watch it. But like YouTube, because it knows I care about Bill Cosby and me, will share. Look at this video, an hour and a half long video about how W. Kamau Bell is the guy we need to talk about, not Bill Cosby. And Why? You, yeah. And you just go, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and just uh, yeah, not, <laughs> skip that one. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. there are certainly the there are certainly people. And I've seen some articles because I like, get Showtime shares like the the breaks of like, yeah. of all the things that are coming out and they're yeah. not all good. But there are certainly uh, people in show business and people out of show business, and people, cultural commentators and, and many who are black who just who I don't believe have seen it. But even they have, you know, there's videos where you know I'm a sellout or I'm a, or I've a, I'm an industry shill or oh, I've man. or I've been hired to take down a black man. Uh huh. And again, if you have if you see it, you know I'm not taking down a black man. Yeah. But also like there's been people who are like even if he did those bad things, why are we talking about it now? What's yeah. the point? Yeah. And for me, it's like America does a good job of never thinking it's time to have the big conversation. Uh-huh. So I just feel like we're talking about it now because we're talking about it now, and it needs to be talked about. And sure. if you don't, and if you don't want to make, and the thing I've said that I've seen clipped in other places is like what we're doing. Cause there's also this idea that this is all white women. It's not, we address that in the yeah. piece that if you say we don't want to, if you're prioritizing this, if you're prioritizing this one black man's voice, third, a third of the survivors are black women. Why are we prioritizing his voice over their voices? And so for me, it's like the pushback is, you know, is from a type of person who, is always going to ride for black men over black women, and also made more complicated by like the, the black guy who made it is married to a white woman. Mm. So like I'm, I'm not from a lot of people that off top I can't be trusted. Huh. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. yeah. So you got it. you're carrying a lot. I'm carrying. A, I mean, you know,
1: uh, <laughs> this is not. A, I didn't release a Marvel movie. Yeah, you know, and and that when and I also understand that like what I'm getting is not anything close to what a lot of the survivors get, but they have actually reached out to me to, to sort of see they, get, they got my back. So it's great. But yeah, it is. there's a part of this that is like, it's the best reviewed thing I've ever released. It's the most acclaiming thing I've ever gotten that I've released. But I can't just sit, sit here and celebrate it because it's about some pretty intense shit that for the rest of my life, I'm going to walk into rooms and have some people go, that motherfucker. Yeah. And so it's like, I and I say that to my wife and my friends, like, yeah, I can't, because there is some sense of like, yay. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not... I'm maybe I don't I don't know if I'll ever be there. I'm happy that there are people receiving the work the way it was intended. I'm happy that the survivors who are in it, all I've heard from, have been like, are really appreciated, and they've been able to watch it, even though it's not just about that. So I feel like there is building that can come off this work, and people feel like I, I accomplished a very difficult thing to do in some sense, and I yeah. know it's not perfect, but it's also like, you know— as I said to my best friend, Jason, I'm like, well, at least I'm not the black guy who talked to the Klan
0: anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I, my, my op, my, my O bit is going to have a different starting line now. Well,
0: I mean, I think these are just the, the, it's, it's the cost of doing something like this. It's the, it's the cost of, of putting yourself out there, taking the risk and, 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 you know, and trying to, uh, you know, present something in a, in a journalistic way that's provocative. It's always going to be, you know, this fucking guy
1: yeah no and I and I the funny thing for me is that like I'm literally just a dude who was like I love Bill Cosby and I love Eddie Murphy and I hope one day to be on Saturday Night Live (laughs) like that was that's where this all started that's where this all started so I
0: your career in comedy
1: yeah yeah so I just was like I so I sit here sometimes like how did this and how did what like whose idea was all this
0: a lot of it has to do with you know a a sense yeah just a, a quest for you know, justice in general. I mean, yeah. That, that, you know, and and also the the, the a quest for you know the, the progress.
1: Well, yeah, these are ideas I would be wrestling with on my own. That's what and you grew up with? And now I'm in the yes, and now I'm in the position where I can wrestle with them in my work. So yeah. it's like it's not like I wouldn't. It's not like somebody came to me like some people were like Hollywood made him do this or white Hollywood. No, it's like no, no, no. Even yeah. you and
0: Eddie Murphy and, and Bill Cosby and and and, and SNL. You know, by the time you started doing stand up. That wasn't what we no,
1: were no, doing. No, it was. It just. You were was, doing was, the other thing. It was too late. Yeah, it was too late. It was
0: Which too late. Is, yeah, yeah,
1: I got shit to talk about. It was. It was like I got to find my truth and and I got to find my voice because I read prior convictions and Richard Pryor said it's all about finding your voice. So I got to find the comedy yeah. octopus. I think he called it. I got to yeah. figure out the find out. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I was always headed down the. Yeah, even yeah. if I didn't. The know truth it. path.
0: Yeah. Good talking to you, man. Good job. Thanks, man. there you go that's it we need to talk about cosby is now available on showtime always good to see kamau i'm alive i hope you're well here's some guitar like usual It's probably something you've heard from me before i don't know anymore enjoy lives monkey in the fonda cat angels everywhere